my podcast family. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2023. Can you believe it? 2023. I don't think I ever really thought this far. (laughs) I remember, you know, when it was like 1985. I'm dating myself. 1995. Then I remember the whole Y2K scare. Remember when 1999 was leaving and we were going into 2000. And here we are in 2023. And so I'm grateful that both you and I are here in 2023 because it means that God still has purpose for us, that our assignment is not yet over, that he has work for us to do. And it also means that we still get to learn more of him, that we get to learn who he is and who we are in him and how to relate to each other here in love. So with that, we're going to get started. We're going to pick up where we left off and we're going to look at Psalm 135. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, you servants of the Lord, you who minister in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name, for that is pleasant. For the Lord has chosen Jacob to be his own, Israel to be his treasured possession. I know that the Lord is great and that our Lord is greater than all gods. The Lord does whatever pleases him in the heavens and on earth, in the seas and all their depths. He makes clouds rise from the ends of the earth. He sends lightning with the rain and brings out the wind from his storehouses. He struck down the firstborn of Egypt, the firstborn of people and animals. He sent his signs and wonders into your midst, Israel, against Pharaoh and all his servants. He struck down many nations and killed mighty kings, Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, king of Bashan, and all the kings of Canaan. And he gave their land as an inheritance, an inheritance to his people, Israel. Your name, Lord, endures forever. Your renowned Lord through all generations. For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. The idols of the nation are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, nor is it their breath in their mouths. Those who make them will be like them, and so will all who trust in him. All you, all you Israelites, praise the Lord. House of Aaron, praise the Lord. House of Levi, praise the Lord. You who fear him, praise the Lord. Praise be to the Lord from Zion, to him who dwells in Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Okay, one guess. <laughs> what category do you think this psalm falls into? <laughs> praise, hello. <laughs> but also it's history. The reason this unknown psalmist praises God and encourages us to praise God as well is because of what God has done. This psalm serves as a reminder of how much God has done for the Hebrew people. Notice how their reflection of their own history um, always turns to Egypt. Egypt, their deliverance from Egypt is the cornerstone of their remembrance oftentimes. The Exodus where God brought them out of Egypt, out of bondage, and on Mount Sinai or Horeb, 
Horeb, depending on which um, scripture you're reading, they entered into covenant with God for him to be their God and for them to be his people. I believe this psalm asks us the question of when was that pivotal moment in your life when God released you from bondage? You know, when where we entered into covenant with God. Some of you may have Exodus moments, a time when God had delivered you from something such as an addiction or out of a bad marriage or a bad job. Or it could be something as subtle as God releasing you from brokenness of baggage that you carried in your head and your heart, such as guilt, anger, or a sense of failure. And when I say subtle, I'm not saying that it is less than being delivered from an addiction, but it's something that's more internal and not physical. But all of us have an exodus, right? Because we have the exodus from a life or lifestyle of sin to a life in Christ. And believe it or not, just because you have an exodus does not mean that you entered into a covenant with God immediately after your exodus moment. So when did you enter into covenant with God? Here's the newsflash. Because you accepted Christ at some point doesn't mean that you've really entered into a covenant with him. And I know you're thinking, what? The covenant is, is when did you decide to make Christ your Lord? Now, I don't mean to insult anyone's intelligence, but I want to define what Lord means. Lord is a title and position of authority, power, or influence of someone or something over someone else or something. (laughs) Therefore, it is possible for us to accept Christ as our Savior, meaning that we understand and accept that he died for our sins and we believe that he's coming again. Yet we've not made him Lord of our lives. Entering into a covenant with God, as with the Israelites, God wanted to be Lord over them. To keep them from sin and to teach them how to be holy. But the Israelites, they never really did as a people accept his lordship. As we look on scripture, we see them wanting a human king. We see them adopting the practices of the pagan nations surrounding them. We also see them bringing in other gods of worship. When we accept Jesus as our Lord, it means that we defer to him on all matters. We seek his counsel. And then once he gives us the direction, then we are obedient and we act upon it. We see this lordship demonstrated with Abraham. He was obedient to God when God directed him to depart and go to an unknown land, the promised land. Abraham was obedient when God told him to sacrifice Isaac. We see Abraham imploring God not to destroy his nephew nephew Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the dialogue. We also see lordship demonstrated with Moses. Once he accepted his assignment, he was constantly in dialogue with God and doing what God told him to do, right? We also see this in our Savior, Jesus Christ, who says he doesn't say anything that does not come from the Father. He deferred to the Father and he acted upon the Father's will. That is the covenant that God wants with you and me. So going back to the questions, right? When was your exodus moment? When was your covenant moment? My exodus moment 
wasn't significant per se because I left being a quote-unquote sinner as a child. That's when I accepted Christ and understood him to be my savior and had died for my sins. But I didn't understand the, the difference between accepting him as savior and making him Lord until my 30s. That is when I intentionally surrendered to his will and began to understand God's relational aspect. That's when I started to defer to him and to seek his guidance. I made the conscious decision of, am I going to trust God to be the God that scripture says he is, to be the God that I've always been told that he is through various teachers and preachers? Am I going to believe that? And it was when I said, yes, I'm going to believe that he's who he say he is, he says he is. That's when I made him Lord of my life. And stopped coming to him as like a genie in a bottle or, you know, with my to-do list and expecting him to do it. <laughs> There's a difference there. As you look to your Exodus moment and when and, and, and looking to see when you established your covenant with God. Does that not cause you to want to praise him? Remembering what he has brought you through and how he has been a shepherd to you throughout your life. Whether you realize it or not, God's always been there. Our psalmist demands that we praise God for what he has done. For the covenant that he initiates with us. And to remember that he is our God and we are his people. This is something that you must never forget. When you're caring for your loved one, when it gets hard, when you don't see any progress, when you have to start planning for the end, I want you to remember the covenant that you have with God. Remember that he's not left you, but is committed to going through the experience with you. I want you to remember that you are loved. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this year, this new year and although many of us may have woken up feeling yeah it's a new year but it feels like the same old same old help us to remember that in one aspect it is the same because your love is never ending your love is consistent and that's the one thing that we can count on no matter what year we find ourselves in and no matter what situation we find ourselves in and so we thank you for this 2023 I ask you, Father, that you bless each and every person listening as they reflect on their exodus moments, as they reflect on when they intentionally entered into covenant with you. And for those who may not have an exodus or covenant moment, I pray that you draw them to being into covenant with you, to allow them to release the control that they think they have and to allow you to work in their lives. Help us to trust you this year as we anticipate good things for this year. Help us to also trust you when things don't go as planned, when we have to make hard decisions, when we have to say goodbye to loved ones, when we have to say goodbye to relationships or jobs. Help us to trust you no matter what year we find ourselves in. Help us to remember what you've brought us through, and that you will not leave us or forsake us. Help us to give you the praise in every situation. I pray, Father, for peace for those who are listening today 
And if anyone is any pain, loved ones are in any pain, I, I grant, Father, that you give them peace and you release them from that pain. We know that you are a good and perfect God. We may not understand everything, but help us to trust you. This we ask in our Savior's name, Jesus the Christ. Amen. All right, my podcast family, welcome to 2023 and go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.